What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Hello, guys. What's up? MJ here. Uh, local humor here for the comic relief. Uh, how is everybody doing today? <sighs> I am tired. I feel like it's been such a long week, and I've just been looking forward to these podcasts, like, so much this has been like the light of my life recently week for them too i know we've been like back to back to back so super excited about that we're like booked up it's like black friday in here it is like black friday we have we have a full schedule this next few weeks i know it's awesome so we have a very special guest that we're gonna be talking to today that stevie introduced me to as she does with every single book you know that she reads because she reads like 8,000 books a day. I'm a um, reviewer. What else, what else am I supposed to do? So we're going to be talking to Miss Taylor Colbert. Uh, she is the author of uh, the Mead Lake series. Her third book is coming out in two days. So make sure you guys go pre-order that and uh, check her out. And I can't wait to talk to her. Well, let's see what we got coming up this week because we got a lot of fun things coming out this week. Um, it's a lot of Christmas series are releasing this week. Who's excited? I love Christmas books. I like Chris. I don't know. I I hate Hallmark movies. I'm not a huge Christmas reader. It's just not my thing. It's not my jam. Not my forte. Well, some of these are funny. Oh, I mean, but yeah. Like, so Melissa Williams. Let me talk about this girl for a minute because I have never read her before until now. Go off. She released three books and they're releasing within weeks of each other it was like one and now book two came out is coming out um tomorrow mm-hmm. um called jolly hour Ooh, okay and this is a part of her series which i think is called all the jingle ladies oh that's so funny i it's love that three books and they're all friends I and it that. is the first girl's name is Libby, I think, and she was a trip, and she was, like, the opening scene was basically her trying to burn her house down <laughs> while playing the Story bell. Of my and, then, life. and this handsome firefighter comes knocking at her door. But they're all novellas, so you can read them really, really fast. Oh, that's cool. I love but that. They are so funny, and I just, I love her. I'm falling in love with her books, and I can't wait to read more, because you know me, I love my rom-coms. Oh, yeah. Especially a good one. <laughs> and she just cracked me up because the fact that that was coming like I was not I did not see her coming at all when I applied for those books I was like I'll give these three a shot and hey they all turned out to be really good um the next one I want to bring up is um the one that released today is Wednesday so yesterday Piper Rain released Operation Bailey Birthday. And okay. if you aren't familiar with her series, the series is based in a little tiny lake town of Alaska. And these mm-hmm. are siblings. There's about seven of them. And they're all under this one grandmother who raised helped raise all of them. Her name is Grandma Dory. And you talk about We'll talk about another book tomorrow with a great grandma in it, but this woman is feisty. She's 90 years old, but now this is fast forward a couple of years and all the kids are coming home for her 90th birthday and it's got all the kids, all the grandkids. So there's like, God, I don't even know how many grandkids there are in this book anymore because all of them had like five kids. So Piper Rain finally wrapped up that series for Bailey the Bailey siblings which is really sad to me I don't want to leave Lake Scarlet at <laughs> all um I'd like to stay there with the buzz wheel and all their fun drop like little little towns but but it's not over because if you don't know Grandma Dory has a best friend named Grandma Ethel from the neighboring <laughs> town and we are going to the, to Lake Sunrise so we're not losing them entirely we're not losing them entirely because they're not going away forever um i'm really really hoping that piper rain decides to write the grandkids books because 
they hinted at a couple of a couple of relationships between grandkids from the other family in this little novella. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that like really blossoms into a whole nother series. But then the last book I want to bring up, which turned out to be probably one of my new favorites, and if you're a country music fan, you will understand the reference when I say it. It's Samantha Lynn's book, and it's called Rumor Going Round. So if anybody knows Lee Bryce's song, There's a Rumor Going Round. It is basically this book written out in a story. Oh, that's cool. I love that song. And it's a part of, I think, I don't remember what the series is called. It's lyrics and something, songs and lyrics or something. And it's book three, I believe, in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of her until now, but I fell in love with this book. And it was the sweetest story. Um, single dad firefighter with a crush on a lifetime friend and lines being blurred. And it was it was a fun book. I loved it. I can't wait to read more of these books. I'm going to go back and read the first two now. <laughs> uh, speaking of can't wait, I cannot wait to talk to Miss Taylor. So I think we're going to go ahead and hop over there and chat with her and uh, see what she has to say about the Mead Lake series. Okay. Taylor Colbert is a romance women's fiction author. When she's not chasing her toddlers or hanging out with her husband, she's probably under her favorite blanket reading a book or writing one. Taylor lives in Maryland where she was born and raised, and we are so excited to have her on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. So you have a brand new book coming out. I do. We want to keep it spoiler free, but me and Stevie want to talk about the books in this series, the Mead Lake. And so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your new release and then we'll go to the other ones. Sure. Yeah. So my um, next release is actually coming out in like two days from now. It's November 20th. Um, And so it's the third book in my Mead Lake series. And um, it's a friends to lovers, which is like my all time favorite trope. So we love it. The second friends to lovers book I've written. And I just love it. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just my favorite. So there's something so magical about friends to lovers. Yeah, it it's just like <laughs> that because it's that slow burn and just you know. So yes. um, that's it's my favorite. So it's um, it, the the main character is Jules, and if you read the other two books, she's appeared in the other two books in the series. Nope. Um, and then her love interest is um her former best friend Shane. And um, they love to see it. There's, there's a little bit of back and forth between like then and now. It's kind of a dual timeline, but um, you kind of find out that they went through kind of this big traumatic tragedy when they were teenagers that kind of drove them apart. Um, and so they're uh, they're kind of coming back and they they kind of run back into each other in the future. So it's kind of how they get over that um, kind of past pain and and. You just have to read it to figure it out. Um, so, in your other previous books, I know that that they also deal with like these characters kind of like having these uh, like traumatic moments and like these things that happen in their life that kind of like pull them apart and push them together. Is that something that you enjoy writing? Is that kind of like that <laughs> like traumatic like event like that angst filled thing that pulls people apart but also like brings them together? Yeah, it's funny. I actually just posted about this on Instagram today because it was I was going through my reviews um, from this series and and like every single book, there's a review that's like, you know, this book totally wrecked me. It it broke my heart <laughs> every time. Just sitting there because there's something wrong with me, or <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, I think I just write what I like to read, and I I like the kind of like heavier romance stories and. Um, yeah. I think they're just kind of more, um, I don't know, it feels more real, I guess, to me. Like, I, I totally get the, like, kind of that rom-com feel where you just want to, like, book that makes you feel good. And I'm I'm like that with, like, my shows and movies and things like that that I yeah. want. But when it comes to my books, I, I, like, love to have my heart broken, I guess, and, like, put back together. So that's just what I write. And it also brings a lot of character depth to the people that you write as well. So, I mean, it, it gives them 
because I feel like trauma gives people, I don't want to say like a personality, but it does like influence who you are as a person. So it kind of like helps build like character depth and it makes your characters more like relatable and like to read and enjoy. And that's something to say about like how you write. And so that's a really like amazing thing that you can do. And yeah, so like, it, kudos and it's to like you. we, you know, every, every person that you know in your life has been through some sort of trauma. And so mm-hmm. to me, it's like another one of those things that just kind of makes the character a little more relatable. And it's not just all, you know, sunshine and flowers and that people do have to find ways to kind of get through things that have happened to them in the past. So, um, and especially when it comes to relationships and, and kind of romance, yep. you know, every, every relationship has something like that. So I think that's kind of another reason why, but um, yeah, I just, I joke around and say, I just, I just enjoy making people cry, I guess. <laughs> it's like it's a personal multiple times time. for me. It's a personal pastime <laughs> that I enjoy. <laughs> um so the second book in the Mead Lake series, which is Stones Unturned, uh, that is Kaylee and Derek, correct? Yeah. yeah. And so tell us a little bit about them. We're just trying to keep it spoiler free. Yeah. Yeah. That, that book is so special to me because um, it's actually the first book I ever wrote. And I wrote it like over 10 years ago. I was still in college and um, I, I just like had decided that one day I was going to be a writer and I would like stay up late until like four in the morning writing this book. And, um, and then like, you know, I had to get a real job and I got married and I had babies and you know, <laughs> so it took me a while to like sit back down and be like, okay, let's get back to this kind of writing thing. Yeah. And then it just like, it never fell into like the right spot for me to publish it until this year when I started publishing the series and I was like you know this kind of fits into the series how how I kind of planned it um but it's also uh really special because it's um it has a lot of kind of relevant issues that it touches on mm-hmm. and especially in in the kind of time that we're living through right now so um it's an interracial romance um, which I've written a couple of but like I said like just being that it's 2020 and just kind of the time that we're living in right now it just seemed a little bit more um like time sensitive appropriate and that kind yeah of thing. especially um, with like wanting to like include all types of like people in like who you write you know and like wanting to be all-inclusive for romance because romance doesn't have a skin color or a gender it's just yeah 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 I get that yeah and it's a you know I I'm in a my I'm in an interracial marriage and um you know I always think about I have a little girl and um and a little boy and you know I think about like when when she's old enough to read and hopefully she never reads my books dear god (laughs) 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 oh my god yes you know I want her to I want her to read about couples or you know characters that that look like her family and yeah uh, you know when oh, I that's started, so sweet yeah uh. you know, when I started writing 10 years ago there it wasn't as inclusive and diverse as it is now as it's becoming yeah I mean I, I still think it has a long way to go um but it's it so this story like re, I rewrote it from you know the first draft that I wrote 10 years ago um yeah because I felt like I had grown a little bit as a writer and I had two sensitivity readers read it and my husband read it because I was like I just want to get this right you know I just want to do it justice I want to do the characters justice yeah Um, so it's just really important I felt like at at this time I love that I think it's so cute I just had (laughs) my heart was just like that is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my entire life but yeah it's probably my favorite out of all all three books now really yeah it's mm-hmm. it, he's definitely Derek is my like my my all-time ultimate book boyfriend I think he's yes. just like, out of every man I've written I'm like oh my gosh I just love and he's also like when I wrote him 10 years ago I was still dating I was dating my husband at the time and it was totally modeled after him so I'm like I guess that's why oh <laughs> yay I love that and I think it's great like I mean I think the author community as a unit I feel like you know like we have like a long way to go but I feel like the progression that we've made Mm -hmm. like even though I feel like 2020 has just been this awful (laughs) fire dumpster of a year yes 
I yeah. think that we've made so much progress in this mm-hmm. year and, and not, and I think I hate the fact that it had to come from like so much pain and like heartbreak, right. but I feel like we've made so much progress in like, including, you know, people of different genders, people of different skin colors. And I, I love that. Like it just, it makes my heart so happy, but right. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, great. I mean- I just want it to be like, like normalized, you know, like, and I think that's kind of everybody's goal is like it, you know, you should, everybody should look at a bookshelf and, or, you know, Amazon or wherever you're buying your books mm-hmm. and just see different characters and different authors just everywhere, you know, and that's, that's kind of like the goal. So, um, and like I said, like when I think, I always think about my, my little girl or, or my son, if he's into that, whatever he wants to do, but you know, I, <laughs> I want them to see things like that, where it's just like, oh yeah, it's kind of like mom, dad, it's, you know, yeah, like see themselves parents. represented with yeah. images. And yeah, exactly. like for me personally, I think like a pro, like a, I wouldn't say a problem, but I guess like a fear that I have, right. Is because, um, I'm like, currently I'm writing a female who's Latina. And mm-hmm. so like, I have done okay so I have friends I have a friend from Spain who I have like interviewed I have like in like investigated like I just want to make sure that you like represent the community while you know like doing them justice because I am not Latina you know I am a white female and like I feel it makes me a little nervous like writing somebody that isn't like you know myself but it also like pushes me out of my comfort zone and I love the fact that I get to represent like little girls or little boys of like different you know backgrounds it's yeah. just all about representing them correctly and I feel like there's like a fear that some authors have in doing yeah. that and I totally have that fear too and that that was like a big thing for um I won't I won't ruin it and um Stevie you know what I'm talking about but there's a character in in Stones Unturned who um it's a biracial female Mm-hmm. and um and she's a really strong character and so I I interviewed um one of my other really good author friends who is also a biracial female and and she read the book and um she was a, a sensitivity reader for me and you know I was like I, I want to get it kind of as close to that experience as possible and it, it it's exactly what you said like you know it's that it's making sure you're doing it justice but it's also making sure you're doing your homework and making sure exactly. that you know, because I've, I've never lived in, in even a similar situation to any of, to that kind of character, you know what I mean? Exactly, so yeah. Making sure you, you get it as, as right as possible while all the while knowing that you'll never fully understand it. Yeah, and no. I love that. Oh my God, I love that. So, okay, so the first book in the series, which is Back to Shore, uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that one. Like, this is the book baby. This is the one that started like the Mead Lake series, right? So yeah. like, yeah. Tell so us a little bit about going behind that. Yeah, so it's another one of those ones where it's like, you know, Taylor loves the trauma, I guess. And <laughs> so this is a second chance. Um, what do you do for a living? I make people cry. I make people cry, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's a second chance romance and it's the same kind of, um, there's a, there's a little bit of like a dual timeline in this one too. Um, and it starts off with Ryder and Mila mm-hmm. and they were kids and they were, they were kind of like little high school sweethearts. And then they also experience this really traumatic event and that kind of drives them apart. Um, and, um, so, you know, she, it follows Mila into like her adult years and she's in her late twenties and her life is, um, just kind of falling apart. She's lost yeah. her job and she's getting divorced and she can't figure out why she can't find happiness. And then it kind of dawns on her that it's because she's never had closure from this incident or, or from her relationship with Ryder. Um, so she goes back to Mead Lake to kind of get that closure. And then, you know, she finds him again. And obviously he's, <laughs> he's completely irresistible. So. <laughs> And isn't, isn't that just like the epitome of like life, like your life is just falling apart. And like when it rains, it pours is like the most accurate statement you could ever have. Like you lose a job, you get divorced. You're just like, what has my life come to? Yeah. It's it's like like 2020. It's like, you never stop. Like we have the the killer bees and we have COVID. I am waiting for Sharknado. It's happening. Right. You just know <laughs> yeah. it is going to happen. It's the finale. Yep. It's coming. Everybody and just needs to be like, why not? 
exactly (laughs) exactly and I think that I think that those are the best books is the ones where you kind of your characters at the beginning of the book start at rock bottom and so you have so much to build a relationship off of and I think that that's something great that like your books do is like you kind of start in like this dark place and like throughout the book they just eventually we're just pushing them to the light (laughs) you're you're gonna go it's okay and I think that's awesome Yeah. And it's kind of just like that good reminder that would like, we all are going to have, you know, our dark spots and our, our kind of dark places, but you, you can get back out of them sort of thing. So, yeah. So what inspired Mead Lake and like, what was like the world building for that? Like, so I, I'm from Maryland and Stevie, I know we've talked about this before too. (laughs) From North um, Carolina. (laughs) I love her. You probably don't even like you probably we probably have accents to you but I love your voice I could listen to you talk. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew she was gonna say it it's my it makes me so insecure like honestly I try to like no, take I it away it. so much because my mom is not from the south my mom is from like Michigan army family moved all over so she doesn't really have an accent but my okay. dad my dad was born in southwest Virginia and so that is just thick and yeah. I try so hard to like hide it because it makes me oh, self-conscious. Oh no, I love it. I love She's it. She's so self-conscious. My hands are sweating. I feel like I'm so, you know, we're so boring up here. Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, you guys have accents to me. I love the way you guys talk. I wish I could talk like you guys. Cause I feel like when I talk, everybody's like, what are you saying? And I'm like, whatever. No, I, love <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. So we, um, so I'm up here in Maryland and we, um, I'm, I'm like just under an hour outside of DC um, but we had my family. You're not far from me. Yeah, no, we're not far apart at all. Um, but we had, um, my family had a lake house in Western Maryland for about 10 years and we actually just sold it a couple years ago. And so I spent, you know, like a ton of time by the lake and we, I mean, we grew up there. We were there, you know, a couple, every couple months and we went there every summer and we went there in the winters and, um, my husband and I actually got married there and it's just a really special place to me. Yes. Um, and I like the whole time, you know, starting from when I was in high school, I was just like making up these stories and like scenarios and, you know, just always kind of had them like in the back of my head. And so, um, then, you know, I wrote, um, stones unturned first, and that was kind of my first like dip into it. Um, and then it wasn't until last year when I was like, you know what, I think I want more things to happen in this place and yeah so I kind of like turned it into the series and that's really where I got it from um but it's kind of just also like that place where I'm I'm like you know I just got back yesterday actually from the lake <laughs> like we <spoke laughs> time and um it's just that place where it like clears my head and I'm like I come back and I'm always like ready and it back in the zone and like fingers to the keyboard um but it's just like I'm I could go there every other week and still be like oh my gosh it's so pretty here I never want to leave like it's, it never gets old to me so yeah I wanted to write it you know that's and isn't it crazy that you you don't even realize it as a child that you're making these memories that you're like going to in the future build an entire world on for other people to read about and I think that, yeah. that is just the most insane situation ever I think that's <laughs> you know, awesome right? though yeah it's being a writer is weird <laughs> And so, and so we're like the characters inspired by like the place, like, you know, like where you grew up, you know, like in the lake house and stuff like that. Did you like get any inspiration from that to like build characters? Was there like somebody you saw and you no, were like, it yep. wasn't really like people. <laughs> um, it was, I think the, the series was like really strongly centered on just the setting. And then I kind of like formulated the stories and the characters around the place. Yeah. Um, and just like different you know, businesses and experiences and things like that around there where like, you know, my characters would work or that they would own or, or whatever it was. Um, and then um, kind of the stories just built themselves almost. Cause I was like, you know, there's, I, I guess I kind of always just wondered like, what would it be like to live in a place like this year round? You know, like I come yeah. here for kind of my escape and my vacation and my wedding, but <laughs> you know, what is it like to like live in a place that to me is just like the most amazing place in the world? Mm-hmm. um all year you know what's it like to really grow up here and and you know go to school here and have your daily life here and that's kind of where my head went for for the series I love that so speaking of your writing process are you and I love asking this question because obviously I am just in the <laughs> outsiders group when it comes to writing um so what is your writing process like do you do a timeline are you more of like the wing it 
kind of person or yeah. like what? Yeah. So I, um, I always like freeze up when people ask me about my writing process because I feel like I just don't have one. <laughs> like I, every book that I've ever written is like totally different. You know, like I have some books where a couple of my standalones where I like, I had them outlined down to the chapter and like every single thing that was going to happen within each chapter. And then some books I'm just like, uh, like I'll start with um, like off the record is um, my, my rock star romance. Mm-hmm. And that one, I had this like one scene in my head for like months. And I'm just like, what is this story? You know, like, what is this? And then I ended up just like building this entire story around this one, like particularly steamy scene. (laughs) And it ended up being this book. And like, I just sat down and like, I just typed away. And I think I wrote that book in like a month and just like, it was, it just like flowed out, you know, like I had, I didn't think I just knew what happened. So I feel like I, I kind of like let the book decide, I guess, what, Mm -hmm. what my, uh, you know, process is going to be it with the series. I've been a little bit more like regimented with it just because I want to make sure that it flows well, like from book to book. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, like I, I just go back and forth. I guess it just depends on how like organized I'm feeling. (laughs) I honestly, I'm a, I'm like a hybrid of both (laughs) yeah that's good so like I like I don't outline I've never I don't think I've ever outlined a book like every single chapter my brain would not be able to handle it um but every single chapter but I guess I just kind of I build my characters like in depth like fully like down to like the amount of hair follicles on the head like (laughs) develop these characters and then build the story from there and then I'll outline like high points kind of like what you said like when you have like a scene in mind and you're like yep this I'm gonna build this whole book just around this one little scene right here and so that's what I do and a lot of authors that we talk to are just kind of like we just wing it like we just see something we yeah. like it and we write it and I was like yeah mm-mm, no yeah no, no I can't my brain yeah. would be like malfunctioning I would have a pro yeah it would break down we so. know where I stand <laughs> yeah I, I, like <laughs> if I'm feeling like I'm like avoiding my book like if I'm avoiding writing it then I make myself outline it because I know that the reason I'm avoiding it is because I'm not exactly sure what's happening next and so I'm mm-hmm. like okay you know I need a little bit more here um, but yeah, I, I, I have friends that do that, like the total pantsers and just like, you know, like they'll open the talent. Up. Yeah. Just I'm like, I, yeah. It's, it's impressive. <laughs> so speaking of you were, I think you were dabbling in the area writer's block. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with writer's block? Like how do you get out of it? Do you like have a cup of tea? Do you go for a jog? You do yoga? Like, what do you do? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, speaking from someone who's like fresh off you know, a good writer's block. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I normally um, read, like I like force myself to, I'm a really slow reader. So I have friends who will read like five books in a week and Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am. I'm one of those who like, I read like maybe two or three books a month, maybe mm-hmm. like it's, I'm very slow. And so um, I forced myself to like read more than I would normally read. And then just kind of whatever clears my mind of it, it you know, like I'll, uh, anything, pretty much all the above what you just said, like I'll, I will go for a run or I will watch a movie or, you know, like I, I kind of like feel out like, what kind of movie am I feeling tonight? Am I feeling like a chick or, you know, am I into like the Avengers tonight? Like, what am I feeling? (laughs) And I just kind of go with it. And, um, I try to like eliminate any sort of pressure because if I'm like looking at like a looming deadline or something that I just, you know, I might as well just like throw my computer out the window. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the complete opposite in that aspect. I guess that's because, okay, so I was a very like competitive athlete in high school. Mm -hmm. So like pressure, what my dad was very like pressure, like this, like happens, right? And so that's when I got my best work done is when I felt like I was under pressure. And Mm -hmm. so I get like a deadline, like even if I don't have one, (laughs) like I give myself one so that my, I motivate my own brain, but Mm -hmm. I have some days where it doesn't matter if I drink 9,000 cups of tea and go on a 25 mile run, the (laughs) words are just not there. They're not going to be there today. And it's such a frustrating kind of like experience because it's like you have these characters and you have this idea and you're like if these thing if these words would just get on this paper right it's the most frustrating thing I've ever been through in my entire life I think writing is just the weirdest 
most rewarding job. It is. In it history is yeah. forever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really old school too. So I have notebooks just like all over my house, just like half filled, like half baked ideas. And, um, that's another thing that like gets it kind of out of my head and, and at least onto some form of paper, um, is like, I'll just, I'll just start like writing and like letting myself like scratch things out and rewriting them. And that's like kind of how I start to like slowly jog before I can like, you know, move it over to the keyboard again and really yeah. run again. And I think that writing on paper, there's just something very just like pleasing about that, mm-hmm. about okay. writing it on like paper. And then you're just like, why can't this happen? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Make <laughs> paper. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. How, how do we get this translated? So. so do you work on, are you like, do you work on multiple work in progresses at a time? Do you focus on just like one like solid thing and just run with that or like you this person that can like multitask like a boss and (laughs) I know there's so many authors I feel like who will work on like multiple series at a time and it's just like mind-boggling to me but I I usually write one book at a time like I'm never writing more than one story because I feel like I would you know cross wires and you know I would like use the wrong character name or something you know like it would be I would get way too like in the mix of it yeah but I I'm constantly like writing down other book ideas and like series ideas and things like that like I'm always I have like this running document of just like sometimes it's just like a title that I'm like oh that'd be a good book title I gotta come up with a story for it (laughs) (laughs) other times it's like you know I just have like a basic like a one or two sentence like write a story about this and so I'm constantly like working on that list so there's always like ideas churning in my head where I I feel like in my brain I'm like five or six books out from like the book I'm working on (laughs) yes I feel that on a spiritual level yeah (laughs) especially like when you're writing a series because I know that when I started this hockey series that I'm working on Mm -hmm. I before I even started writing book one I planned out like not like the entire outline of each book but I put characters for like each book in this series so right. that it was all done because right. it, and when you're working with a series the timeline can get so messy and yeah. like especially when you have interweaving ca- like characters in certain books it's like mm-hmm. what did you say in I know. <laughs> three so I have to I like to make sure that all my ducks are in a row, like fig- like literally, so that uh, it all works and like flows together and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that that's kind of um, where I am too. Like, especially like you said, like if I'm working on a series, then I will I will have kind of the very bare bones of every, every book in that series, like at the very start of writing book one. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like as far out as I go in terms of like detail. Like I can't, I can't work on like more than one at a time. I would get confused. (laughs) My brain, my ADHD brain would die. And I'm also dyslexic. I would just be a problem. So, um, if you had, this is my favorite question to ask authors. If you Mm -hmm. had to be one of your characters, male and female for one day, who would it be? Oh, oh. Oh, that's a good one. I think um, my favorite heroine that I've written so far is Shay in, in Off the Record in, in my uh, my rock star romance. She's just like a New York tough kind of badass chick. And she just um, doesn't. Yeah, like she just <laughs> um, and she's with a rock star. So, you know, that, that, <laughs> everybody that, wants that to do that at least once. <laughs> yeah, she just, she just doesn't take anything from anybody. And um, like I just I loved writing her like she just she was one of those ones that just like you know like fire from my fingertips when I was typing like I just yeah. I, nothing nothing stopped me with her um oh which of my guys would I be that is a good one. I just love thinking about trying to be inside like my male characters like even I though I'm the one who created them I feel right. like they're their own people right yeah. and so yeah being inside their brains is like who would it be <laughs> right I know yeah I think um it'd probably be Derek just I just love him I you know I I just love like I loved creating his character and he's just like a family guy and you know that kind of small town feel so it'd probably be him he's the sweetest good- soul yeah <laughs> so I loved him in book one with Mila 
when yeah. she first returned. That was my favorite yeah. part when you introduced him. He was my favorite oh, through that book, and he was my favorite in the book too. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the things I like really wanted to do is make the characters um have like decent roles in every book, even if they weren't kind of the main couple in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wanted those like friendships to to be like a big part of it too. So yeah. I love building secondary characters. I think I almost like the, building them more than my characters. Um, <laughs> I I love a secondary character. I think that's because like in every movie that I enjoy, and it's always in those uh, like coming of age like indie movies where you have right. like the main character who's kind of like this quiet like secluded boy, and then you have mm-hmm. his best friend who is like off the wall insane, right. <laughs> and so. So I always enjoyed that and I love I don't know I think I love, I love building secondary characters I think they make such a good like they make like they're like the like the coding of a really good novel and I just yeah no I agree they're fun to so, write there's always, like hard and fast rules with your secondary characters so exactly yeah I always like the ones that are that the secondary characters that feel like family oh yeah they've created right. like this huge bond mm-hmm. yeah where it's always they're at each other's houses that they're having parties my friends it's all extended family (laughs) yes I love it so much it makes it so much fun to read yeah Yeah. that was another kind of big thing in this series that I really want like I wanted you to see them from like book to book like they they've they've been a part of each other's lives their whole lives and you know it kind of continues on so and it's also fun seeing them from different characters point of views as well and versus how you're in their head and so that's also a really fun thing to do as well. Yeah. So um, how, so like one of like the like harder things to deal with as being a writer is feedback. So yeah. how do you deal with, you know, like negative feedback? Like how do you handle that? Like with like reviews and stuff like that? Because obviously we know it's going to happen. There are people that yeah. aren't in the books, but like, how do you handle those? Do you like? Yeah, this might be like really bad advice, but I totally avoid it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like I never really look at like Goodreads or BookBub um mm-hmm. I unless I'm like grabbing a, a review for you know an ad or social media or something like that but um I just I don't look at them because um I think kind of the biggest thing I think for like my first couple books I was like oh I should check these you know and then yeah um somebody told me once um if you're you know if you're concerned about your your negative reviews go to your favorite book of all time and read some of those bad reviews and like once you've seen somebody leave like a big name that you love a bad such good advice yeah like it's it's kind of like you know you're you're never going to please every single reader and you know the story or the outcome that you had in your head might not be what they wanted or what they expected and that's okay And you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you know, as I've been publishing for like a little over two years now, and there's kind of like a steady group of, of readers who I think have read like pretty much all of my books and, um, and you know, like, I know that those, those are my people and, you know, I can, I can kind of like step out of my normal box with them and kind of write what's in my heart and and not really worry about it so that's and know that they'll appreciate it because yeah they like what you write yeah and I think that's what the good that's like the that's what I feel like you have to just focus on is like the people that do like it and the people Mm -hmm. that do appreciate how you write it and so like me I'm very empathetic person I could watch like I watch those commercials the dog commercials oh yeah and I cry okay so (laughs) I have a really great like team of like bloggers and uh like beta readers that Mm -hmm. will filter through them for me and like I I'm a big I'm big on like constructive criticism like I don't mind if you're like you know, like I like this about it but like you yeah. know like there were a few things that I would change I enjoy constructive criticism I may not take it but I enjoy it right to, like you know see so they filter through them for me and they're like hey you know like this is not them being mean it's just them like having a little you know like whatever and I'll read those yeah, yeah they filter through any of the ones that are like not you know like gonna make right. me emotional right so, because I'm not the person because I know that there are people that are like oh you know like for every bad review you've got like five good reviews or whatever I don't care okay right you're still that one bad review all right you got a problem right. yeah so I'll just focus on those so I just have them help me avoid them like yeah out of doubt yeah you have to because it's like you know when you're writing you're putting like 
pieces of your heart on paper for somebody to read, you know, and especially yeah. if you're, if you're drawing from like personal experiences or things like that. So it's, um, you know, you have to kind of go into it knowing that, you know, you're, I mean, there are people who don't like some of the most popular books in the world and, you know, you're never going to change your mind. So I just think it's, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's part of the kind of the job and, you know, it's coming, but um, I mean, like to your point though, with the constructive criticism, um, I, I have a group of, um, of authors who, you know, we're all kind of really good friends that we, we share each other's, you know, we, we share our books with each other mm -hmm. um, early on or will beta for each other. Um, and there's also a couple of bloggers in there that, you know, I know are really avid readers um, and really in touch with, you know, like trends and things like that and, and what's working and what's not right now. And, um, and those are the, the kind of criticisms and like opinions that I seek out. Like I, yes. I do want to know. And the same goes for like my sensitivity readers, like with Stones Unturned, like if something is wrong or, you know, offensive or, you know, not written um, in like a sensitive manner, I, I want to know that, you know, I want to make yeah. it better. So if, if it's something that's going to make my book better, then I want to know if it's mm -hmm. something that's not constructive and it's just like your book was trash and I <laughs> want to set it on fire, then I'm just like, not, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel that that's, that's me. Um, yeah. And I think having a, and I think a really big part of that, especially when you're like in the indie community of like publishing and stuff mm -hmm. is having a really good beta and alpha team, like having those people yeah. that you trust will tell you if it's trash and yeah. will tell you if it's good. And so like, I love the fact that my beta and alpha team are like, they're all so different. They all love different types of books. Right. So you get, you know, feedback from like all walks of the world. Like I have right. one who she hates cheating. Like, I mean, hates it. Like if it's anywhere close to the book, she's like, oh yeah, I hate it. I'm all right. right, right. <laughs> and so it's, it's, and then I have another one who's like fine with it and she like reads dark romance. So it's cool. And yeah. so having a well-rounded team close to you I think is a huge part of like being successful in this yeah. community yeah yeah it's it's definitely helpful and like I I my sister is um like since I started writing 10 years ago has she reads every single one of my books first like literally mm -hmm. I I finished the first draft and I sent it to her like you know before I even go back and like look at it like just to kind of get like I sent it to somebody to be like is this worth me editing or you know yeah. like, and um <laughs> And she, she's like a, she, she's one of those people who probably reads like 20 books a month. She never puts, you know, her Kindle down and, yeah. um, but it's that kind of like, she's my sister. So she's always going to be like, this is the best book in the world. Like, there's no book like this. And I'm like, yeah. well, you've done that for every single book I've read. So I do force myself to find other people, you know, like who, who are going to be honest and who, you know, might not be as inclined to be like, oh my gosh, it's, it's great. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Cause it's important. It's, you know, it, it's, you want to appeal to more people and you want it to be real and be like a good experience for, for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to segue into the second part of the uh, podcast where we talk about tropes and oh, yeah. I, My favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's Stevie's favorite. She loves tropes. It's like the, I, I, she comes up with tropes. She tells me about tropes that I've never even heard of before. And I'm like, <laughs> that's insane. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. But what is your favorite and least favorite trope to write? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my, my favorite, it is tough. I mean, my favorite, I, I, like I said, like, I love like friends to lovers, um, mm -hmm. but I love, I love small town romance. And that's kind of, that's a, one of my, I mean, I, it's a lot of what I write and it's also one of my favorites to read. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I can't think of one that I like, don't like to write because if I don't want to, like, if I don't like to write it, I probably just haven't written it yet. Yeah. But, um, I think, um, I just know like a lot of authors have like tried like, okay, like to step out of the, like, say somebody writes like mafia and they want to try right. rom-com. Right. And they start it and they're like, yep, no. Yeah. I, I think work. for me, it's like the opposite of that. Like I, or no, I, I guess it is that, like, I, I think rom-com for me, like, like I, like I said, like I've, I've never, I don't know that I've ever read. I've read a couple of my friends' rom-coms and I mean, I love them. I like have nothing yeah. against them. I, 
I, I've tried to be like, you know, um, like, let me just sit down and write like this kind of like fun loving story that, you know, just kind of yeah. warms the heart. It's like every single time I'm like, oh, but someone's going to die or there's going to be something really traumatic. <laughs> happen. Like I just always veer down that way. So I think it's not that I don't like it. It's just hard for me. Like I can't, yeah. I can't write a story without there being some kind of like, you know, massive, like, Pain. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess. And I mean, some sort of big conflict. One person that I always bring up when we talk about rom com is Sarah Nay because I think that she is so funny. And like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, I think that I'm funny, but I'm not like joke funny. Like, I don't portray right. that well on paper, but she yeah. delivers jokes. Yeah. And I feel like that is what makes a good rom com is like what you can laugh at. And she's like yeah. so good at being funny in a book right. and in real life. And I can't do that because I'm not yeah. funny. Yeah, so, yeah, I like to make people cry. Right, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the exact opposite of like my personality. Like I, I am like the like practical joker, and like just I come from like this crazy family of practical jokers, and just you know like I we have like really thick skin, and we're constantly joking with each other and yeah, laughing, and it's like but when it comes to my writing, it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm and I. <laughs> I relate to that I really do because my family's a lot like that we're very just like jokers and like pick on each other all the time and we're all super funny and like you know like whatever and witty and like then I read write these books that are like <laughs> sad <laughs> and I'm like, I know yeah it's, it's fine, you know, like, it's fine. I, have, I think um off the record is probably like my closest one to like a rom-com like there's a lot of just kind of like really witty banter and like back and forth between the two characters mm-hmm. um but it's also like really steamy and there's also like a pretty serious kind of like underlying plot to it so yeah. again it's still not just like straight and like and I love watching rom-com movies and like the the few rom-coms that I've read I'm like oh this is really nice like yes <laughs> I really enjoy this but I just <laughs> don't, I don't have like the capacity to to write it I guess yeah um so what is one trope that you haven't written yet that you would you would like to like in the future um I have a um a couple of like theories in mind, but I have um, <clears throat> eventually down the line, I, I haven't dabbled into sports romance yet. And um, that's something that um, I have kind of like the bare bones of a whole series in my, in like the very back of my head. Yeah. Sports romance. Yeah. Yeah. So I think sports romance for me was kind of like a no brainer. I guess it's like with you with like small town romance and how like you mm-hmm. developed that from like, you know, like your childhood and like building that world. I feel like it was the same way for me for sports because my dad is like, <laughs> sports crazy like it doesn't matter what it is like golf polo cricket doesn't matter he watches it he knows about it he knows who (laughs) you know won gold in the olympics in 1977 like i mean he's just insane when it comes to that sounds like every man in my life including my three-year-old son (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and so sports romance was kind of like a no-brainer to me it was just something that i felt really comfortable like like I could talk about sports so I could write about it and then you can right. just incorporate the love in there with it. And so, yeah, sports romance is super fun. I think you'd be really great at it. So oh, you should definitely you. do yeah, it. I, yeah. Um, that, we'll see. We'll see if I can muster up the courage. <laughs> <laughs> is there um, like your, is there like your favorite reading trope? Is it different from like what you write or do you read what you write? I think I read mostly what I write. Like I, um, like kind of the, the, there's a couple of authors that I'm, I just like, I don't even have to like read the blurb. I just buy the book. Like if I know that they wrote it, <laughs> um, so like Colleen Hoover is one of those for me and, and mm-hmm. you know, who doesn't love her, but, um, and she kind of writes those like heavier stories and, um, that's I think I I think I read what I write um Kennedy Ryan is another one of mine that I'm just like everything she writes I'm like yep don't know what this is but I'm gonna go ahead and one click that one and like you know I it's that like heavy sort of like undertone but you know it's it's still it's still that like classic romance with like a you know happily ever after at the end and it just I think it's that like whole character development like I love watching them go through like something that seems like it's impossible and kind of getting through that 
Yeah. So I think I very much read what I write. A book that I think that you would enjoy if you haven't already read it already. I'm going to butcher her last name and I feel so, so bad. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's Candy Steiner. Steiner yes, you yeah. said it right. Oh yes, so, so <laughs> one for the hillbilly. Um, so uh, I love her book Whiskey. I dear Whiskey. Oh, the book. Yes. Yeah. Have read it? I, no, I haven't. That's one of hers I have not read yet. And Absolutely. Yeah, I know she's like known for that kind of like angsty, you know, pink. <sighs> so yeah that book destroyed me on like every level you could be destroyed on so I think you would really like it it's really good yeah it sounds like it's right up my alley (laughs) made me cry um so (laughs) what is one trope that you know like without a doubt like never ever going to write like is there like one that you've read and like or like even seen and you're like you mm -mm." there's no I'm gonna go there I think um anything like any like the reverse harem or um like erotica like Mm -hmm. I you know I read like all 50 shades books and I like love them and I've seen all the movies um (laughs) but like never like I just be like oh my gosh this is not for me to write like I need to just read what somebody else (laughs) (laughs) yes I don't think I could do, I would love to dabble in like the reverse horror kind of thing, but like, listen, my brain, I don't think that I could, I I mean, it's, (laughs) people are talented to be able to do it, but I don't think that I could develop that many male characters and all have them targeted on one person. Right. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, that would be like just too far out of like my comfort level, I guess. Like I like to challenge myself and like write characters that are not like me mm-hmm. um but I think that one I just I just don't think I would get it right <laughs> yeah and I think that my male characters are very heavy like they all carry their um like burdens and problems and issues and like to yeah. put that all on one chick oh that, it, it wouldn't even be good it wouldn't right. even be good she would not even have oh a fun time it would be so <laughs> bad um so is there right before we wrap this up uh, I want to ask if there's like do you have anything like coming soon are we expecting you know like anything new from you like yeah um yeah so after in winter's past I'm kind of diverting from the Mead Lake series um but I'm I'm very much like not saying that it's over because I know myself and I know like the next time I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like there's this great story I have in my head <laughs> so um, I'll definitely be back here um but for now I'm kind of you know diverting away from it and I have um another series kind of up my sleeve that I can't give too much away about yet but um I'm I'm hoping it'll be uh, ready in like, you know, early, early spring of, of next year, at least, at least the first book. So well, awesome. I can't wait to read it. I know Stevie is going to be like <laughs> at the chomp waiting for it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so like my calendar, look, my calendar is full, but I will still <laughs> squeeze the things in. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. I'll give you a plan ahead. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. We've had such a fun time talking to you. Um, yeah, this is great. 